Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about the South China Sea. A um, little bit about politics and a little bit about everything. We actually had a listener uh, shoot us an email a little while back, I don't know, about a month ago on uh, on our take. And honestly, it's funny because I feel like as Americans, we don't know that much about what's going on in the South China Sea. You see little bits on the news you know, we'll see, uh, oh, China threw, flew 30 planes over there. And, you know, they keep doing these flybys and different stuff. But nobody really understands it. And I feel like the news people don't really understand it is honestly what I feel like. Because um, right. doing research for this, I watched a lot of freaking uh, YouTube uh, videos of newscasts and, and stuff like that to kind of up my story here and and find out what's really going on. And honestly, it doesn't sound like anybody knows what the hell's going on. Um, and it's funny because the guy who uh, emailed me, V8 there, uh, said, you know, hey, there's nothing in the news here that I can really understand. In Europe, they're not really covering it. Could you tell me? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's funny, most of the news I got came out of uh, Australia. Right. And some of it kind of made me laugh, and, and we'll get into that as, as we dig in here. But basically, Kevin, what's the deal with the South China Sea and Taiwan? First of all, the hell is Taiwan? Where is it? It's an island. It's in the South China Sea. Side of that, I don't know. All I know is when I grew up in the 80s, everything I bought said made in Taiwan. That, that's what I know. What, right. what do you got? Well, that's that was called the Taiwan Miracle. Basically, the uh, the upping of production coming out of Taiwan made them a, a semi-wealthy country. You know, would be considered a first first world nation. Um, now, 
Taiwan technically is the name of the island. The name of the country is the ROC, the Republic of China. So China, the ROC was founded by somebody that I think most of us, most of us recognize the name, uh, Chiang Kai-shek. Now, he was the leader of the uh, Republican forces in China during World War, World War II against Japan. Um, after World War II, there was a civil war between the uh, communists and the Republicans. So the, uh, they ended up, the, the communists, the uh, PRC, the People's Republic of China, led by uh, Mao Zedong, and uh, the Republic of China, led by Chiang uh, Kai-shek, were in a war. And they ended up losing, losing ground continually until they retreated to the island of Taiwan. And they set up the government there um, in, let's see, 1949, Mao, Zedong forces, Mao Zedong's forces captured Beijing. Um, and then, uh, but, but the ROC was recognized by the UN as the government of China until, um, basically until about 1979. Um, and then that's, that's when the, the UN started recognizing the People's Republic of China as the government of, of, of mainland China. Now, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, now, so China is, uh, mainland China believes that Taiwan is still part of their country. Uh, ta- Taiwan does not believe that. But nobody recognizes ta- Taiwan as, as its own country because uh, they're scared of, of China being angry at them. So... 1996, China tested missiles off the coast of Taiwan to intimidate voters because they're having their first democratic presidential election. Now, uh, it was a dictatorship for a long time. Then it became a republic um, where the parliament was, you know, was voted in, but they still had a, a, you know, basically a dictator. It was the son of uh, son of Chiang Kai-shek. That was the uh, was the leader of the country. And he converted that he, you know stepped down and had presidential elections. So China got pissed off about that and, you know, had a bunch of quote unquote testing of missiles off the, their coast to scare people from actually going out and voting. Um, in 2016, China suspended all communication with Taiwan after the uh, Republic of China uh, failed to acknowledge that there's only one China. So China has basically been bullying Taiwan into doing what they want, you know, through intimidation uh, and threats and shit like that. It's been going on for a long time. So, uh, you know, I think that there is maybe a semblance that they could get back together and like work shit out. But once Taiwan saw what happened in Hong Kong, they realized that, you know, China is China is a country that's it's just a habitual line step. You know what I mean? They're they're always fucking crossing the line. They're always, you know, they're always agreeing to to you know treaties and things like that, and then just saying, "Nah, fuck you," you know. Yeah, kind of like that asshole kid you knew, you know, kind of growing up. Who uh-huh. you know, you're like, "All right, well, here the parents draw the line. Here it is. You know, you can't do that." Well, I did it, and and the world didn't end. So yep. fuck you. I'm going to do it again. Right. And and that's the thing. China is such a giant beast that it takes a lot to really do anything that's going to matter, you know, to right. intimidate them. 
Because yeah, they the just real, don't care. Yeah, and the real main main problem is that China buys a lot of U.S. shit. You know, like China uh, buys a lot of shit, and we buy a lot of cheap crap from China. And if right. Walmart didn't have all that cheap crap on the shelf, I hate to say it, if Tractor Supply didn't have all that cheap crap on the shelf, then I mean. I'd buy a lot of things at Tractor Supply that are like made in China and I cringe a little bit. But when you want the made in America version, I'm like, yeah, I can't afford that shit. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Do you remember when the uh, uh, was the assistant coach? Uh, was it the, the Hornets, the Charlotte Hornets? I'm not sure if, I, if that's accurate. But the assistant coach said something about supporting uh, Hong Kong. But 70 percent of the NBA games that are watched on TV are watched in China. They really love the NBA and basketball and God forbid the NBA lost any money. They, they, you know, they shut that guy down real fucking fast because China was not happy with what he said. So, you know, there's a lot of organizations that are there to say anything. Right. Marvel movies have their dialogue cut back to, Oh, that's a little too pro America. You know, let's not, Let's not get crazy. Do you remember uh, Doctor Strange, the yeah. movie? The uh, in the movie, it's Tilda Swinton is the um, is the uh, like person that teaches him the ways of the Eastern arts. A white lady um, in the oh, comic books, yep. it's a Buddhist monk. But Tibetans are not cool with China. China is not cool with uh, Tibetans being recognized as being Tibetan, and so they they changed that because they didn't want to piss off China by having a Tibetan in their movie. Right. China has a hard time recognizing people as somebody who has rights, period. So, you know, it's a hard line. Um, So basically, I mean, South China Sea is huge, right? It's three and a half million square kilometers. So that's a big area. And how much of that is Taiwan? How big is Taiwan? Taiwan Taiwan is... Oh, hold on one second. I moved my uh, notebook here. So it's it's uh, thirteen thousand nine hundred and seventy six square miles. Now okay. Vermont is nine thousand six hundred square miles. So it's it's you know it's a a little bit bigger than than Vermont, the state of Vermont. You know, it's a good size island, and I you know there's the population in in uh, Taiwan is twenty three point five million people. So it's a good, you know, it's a good sized population. Their military is uh, about three hundred thousand people strong, which is a, you know, that's a it, large size military. Significant, yeah, it is. Yeah, um, that's about half of ours, but that's that's pretty impressive. It's more than half mm-hmm. of our army, but half of our overall uh, army military forces. Um, right, right. Uh, so yeah, no, that's impressive, and they have a ton of weapons. We've been buying and sending u.s weapons to uh taiwan for a long time uh you yeah, were saying they have like a pretty Apaches significant and- high-tech forces yeah I, actually there's just been a new a new one approved by biden it has to be approved by congress still um 750 million dollar weapon sale uh included including uh self-propelled howitzers which uh i'm not really sure what a self-propelled howitzer is i'm not up to date on that um 1700 kits to convert shells with uh gps guidance to them uh harpoon anti-ship missiles and surveillance and recon uh sensors for so for uh harpoons are are pretty cool what they are is uh 
you have on the back of the ship these uh usually i'm trying to think i think it's eight giant tubes that have if you think of it like a torpedo in it they look like giant torpedo tubes and mm-hmm. it's either four facing one direction and and another four facing the other i'm pretty sure that's how i remember it might have been two and right. two but i think it's four and four and basically the way it works you'll launch these uh torpedo type missiles they fly above the water but really low like between six and ten feet something like that if i remember right and then just as they approach their target they'll drop down into the water and go below the surface so that way they can travel fast without resistance and then they drop down and then they basically puncture the ship below the water line and kind of you know take things out so they're they're pretty awesome uh anti uh ship ship missile there so there's something worth having um yeah we try and take care of them and basically so like i said south china sea pretty big pretty much up until 1930 china kind of considered the south china sea theirs and it was their thing thing is south china sea is full of oil full of natural gas full of fish and basically that's why everybody wants it. That and $3.37 trillion a year of cargo goes through the South China Sea. So mm-hmm. it's kind of valuable real estate. Uh, the U.S. has kind of always had the post, the posture that the seas are free and open to anybody. You know, I know the U.N. had kind of decided that it's basically 25 miles off the coast of anywhere is their water after that it's international waters and we kind of try and you know pretend that's the deal uh china has been trying to expand so they basically have made about three thousand acres of islands you know by either building up sandbars or expanding on islands or just overtaking little islands about three thousand acres and they've turned them into military bases so the idea is then you're expanding your reach. You know, if we have right. land there, then 25 miles, you know, we go out further miles. and further, you know, so you keep right. building up and they try and, you know, try and do something there. China believes that all water and airspace in the South China Sea belongs to China. Now, the U.S. Mm-hmm. is determined to point out that that is not really the case. Um Around 2012, the Chinese in the Philippines started getting all pissed off at each other because the Philippines get tons of fish out of the South China Sea there. And Mm -hmm. basically, China was coming over and fishing it all and kind of taking everything and like, fuck you. And, you know, I don't know if it's international waters, it's international waters, but I think China was kind of you know, anywhere, forget the 25 mile out kind of thing. Yeah, they what were, they're doing is, yeah, what they're doing is intimidating uh, private fishermen with with military ships and, you know, right. kind of driving them, driving them out, out of the, you know, exactly. international waters that belong to everybody. But China's, nah, you can't fish here. That's all our shit now. Right. Then, you know, then, uh, so basically um, around July... 2020 the u.s sent two carrier groups now a full carrier groups pretty uh badass uh 
deal there. You're talking about an aircraft carrier, usually two submarines and nine surface ships will come out right. with a, uh, a carrier group. And anyway, we sent two to basically patrol around the uh, South China Sea because we felt like China was getting a little out of hand. And that's when things... I feel really started to ramp up. Now you can point out like you can prove me wrong a hundred ways. It's kind of constantly new tensions in mm-hmm. the China sea, but this was one of the U S involvement kind of turning points of us kind of escalating and ramping it up. Right. China got pissed off. They sent out, you know, carrier groups and they keep trying to do big military patrols around there and it kind of has been escalating. Now China's been doing flybys with their planes over Taiwan. to, And then basically they've been upping the numbers. I don't know. First we saw there were like 12 planes flew by. And, and then it was like 30 planes flew by. And they basically come at, at Taiwan like they're kind of coming in for attack just to kind of screw with people and like, Hey, we're coming. You know, it's that same intimidation you were just talking about with uh, shooting missiles off and, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing during an election. It's let me show you that we're not scared. Well, the pro and so it's funny because Australia is kind of taking a stand on this and they're starting to, you know, do all this stuff. So I was watching uh, an Australian version of 60 minutes and it's funny because they were like, yeah, it's Australia's job to defend freedom and, and the individual. And I'm like, That's wait weird. a minute, what's happening in China right or in Australia right now? Because <laughs> I'm like, you haven't even got your own country straight. And you guys want to freaking worry about China? I'm like, how about you worry about defending the individual in Australia? Let's start there. Mm-hmm. But hey, I digress. Um, and, you know, they had a lot of, uh, you know, talk about that. Now, here's where I find it all weird. Um, What the idea is, yeah, we're offended and yeah, we want to protect Taiwan. Yeah, we have a big interest. Um, Tons of, like I said, three and a half or three and a quarter uh, trillion dollars worth of trade comes out of China. And I mean, out of that South China Sea and goes Mm -hmm. through there. That's huge. That matters so much. And we do kind of control, there's choke points coming out of the South China Sea that we do kind of control. And it's kind of, you know, good for America, but China's like, Hey, you're not going to, you know, lock us down and and they're not down for this. So mm-hmm. bottom line, it keeps escalating. Tensions are rising. I don't see America really doing anything. And this is, this is why I say it. Um, we act tough. I, I think China may push us to the point where we have to act, but I think it's unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, China's basically, it's weird. China militarily is not a match for the U.S. is my uh, my take on it. Some of you may disagree with me. However, and this is where it gets tricky, China is willing to do bold things like make a first strike, do something devastating like an EMP, or do something dramatic and America doesn't have the will or the balls, if you will, to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And if China acted first, and I think America's slow reaction 
China can be a very serious, very real threat to us. And that's the thing with like a scared dog, you know, they lash out and you don't know what they're going to do, you know, and that's, that's the predicament we find ourselves in with China. Now, China has been doing human rights violations for forever, right? And it's funny, they always turn it around and say, yeah, we're worried about America and their, their human rights violations. You know, they were worried about our cops beating up black guys and, and you know, all the different stuff. They get all ridiculous. But uh, now, not that that's not a problem, but I'm just saying it's like, well, it's a little bit different than stones. genocide, though. Yeah. 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 A little bit and of then, a different situation. Exactly. Um, so what ended up uh, happening is uh, they have that whole uh, Uyghur Muslim uh, mm. thing going on where they're putting them in camps. And it's funny, Pelosi even came out and was like, yeah, even with the genocide of the Uyghur Muslims, um, it's still more important that we focus on global warming and whatever. So the bottom line is we don't really, we don't want trouble with China. Any kind of war or fighting with China is going to be a freaking disaster and it's going to be millions of people are going to die. It's not going to be a fun, happy time. Um, what I would say is we shouldn't necessarily be scared little children, though, and hide and be afraid to say anything. Um, you know, when something's wrong, we should say that it's wrong. Uh, you know, you need to not be afraid to speak up and stand for what's right. And the more we cow down and let them... Uh, you know, have their way, the more we're going to get into trouble, the more we're going to, you know, let them bolster up their ego and kind of, you know, get braver and braver until they do something. And the yeah. bottom well, line as long is, as, as long as intimidation tactics work, they're going to keep using them. And, exactly. you know, that's basically, be, it's basically been working for the past 30 years. And, and so they're just going to keep, keep doing it, keep expanding, keep threatening, and, uh, you know, I mean, it, there's there's so long you can go and get pushed around uh, before you don't have any space left to uh, to do anything that you want to do to make the right decision. You know, I, I yeah. feel that China is is uh, is basically doing whatever the fuck they want to. And, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I have no problem with the Chinese people. The Chinese people are suffering just as much as anybody else is. It's the Chinese government and the dictator that are that are, you know, basically imposing the rule over millions and, and millions of people. And uh, there's nothing they can really do about it at this point. Wait, but I did hear that communism's not that bad and it might actually work here. Maybe we should try it in America. I was yeah, I, not- I, I keep hearing that same shit. I don't know why the fuck um, I don't know why the fuck it hasn't worked any place, but suddenly they feel like it's going to work in the United States. That that okay. just blows my mind. But I mean, that's that's been an ongoing thing. All right, sorry, I, I just I can't help. I can't let that go by without can, making. I have a to be big. honest with you, Chuck. That shit gets me so fucking angry when I hear because I know people that are socialists that believe right. that socialism would would fix the problems in the United States. I know people that argue that point. Right. And it just and makes me like, so well, fucking irritated. Right. Because you're like, well, you know, socialism ends up 
leading to communism, right? And they're like, well, when has communism been bad? Why is that bad? Mm-hmm. And you're like, stop. Yeah. yeah. People, listen, people always get fucking, like, all fucking uh, butthurt about, you know, quote unquote Nazis in the United States. What's so bad about fucking Nazis? What's so wrong with them? Oh, they committed genocide? Well, guess what, motherfucker? Guess what? They're fucking doing that shit in fucking China right now. And nobody's saying a goddamn thing about it. No, that's cool. As long as socialists do it, it's okay. Yeah. Nah, it, it's bad. It, it's it's just a freaking disaster. Um, I mean, but basically that's kind of my take on this whole uh, South China Sea thing is bottom line, China's going to keep pushing. They're trying to do it a little bit diplomatically where it's slow and easy and just take a little more, take a little more. Kind of like Russia was trying to do under Trump, to be honest, you know, over yeah. there with the Ukraine you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, eh, let's kind of like hit their be, date before, uh, yeah, you know, before exactly. Before let's the just be an annoying out. presence. And then by the time when we start doing something bad, they'll be like, well, they've already been there. I mean, yeah. they've been doing this for freaking years. So why are mm-hmm. we going to do anything now? And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. go along with that. That's where you get into trouble. You know, it's slowly that nudge, nudge. Um, I do think that if we show enough weakness, though, there's a slim chance. I mean, I I would put it at 10% that trying to make some kind of first strike against, I would say, even against the U.S. I, I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like eh, maybe 5% against the U.S. and then maybe even as much as 20% against Taiwan. Yeah, um, I, think, I think that that wouldn't be crazy for them to do something like that because you're you're trying to use you know people are trying to use their rational mind and say well china wouldn't do that because the world would be like but remember they keep pushing i mean they're doing genocide you know you're killing freaking all these muslims you're putting them in camps and nobody does anything nobody even says it's wrong to their face that's a problem um, you know, we don't want to offend them. We don't want to upset them. Okay. I mean, like Germany, Germany's cool with this. That That's kind of, you know. Yeah, it seems I, a little like, crazy eh. to me. Because they kind of made a big deal about, we never let this happen again. This is a big deal. And, you know. And never like, again, eh. right? That never was the thing. Unless, never again. Unless, you know, I, I've said it before, unless it's hard. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's right. the... And the last thing, it is hard. And I'm not saying we should go, hey, let's start a war with China. Bad idea. Not what I want. Don't want any endless stuff. But I'm saying that we should start to, and the thing is, I mean, yeah, we should start to prepare ourselves to live without China, to not be as dependent on China. We should do things that make America great, if you will, right? Things that make us energy independent, things that make us where we can actually produce the products that America's consuming and needs. It's possible. We don't have to scare away all our business. We don't have to say, hey, the best way to keep American jobs here is to basically get all the other countries to agree that we charge shitty corporate tax rates 
instead of, hey, let's lower our corporate tax rates. Right. Let's just get everybody to have shitty corporate tax rates. Then people won't leave America. That's not how you stimulate business. We need to do things and create policies that are going to make America strong. And I understand we need to tax the shit out of Americans if we're spending what is it? Three and a half trillion dollars or seven trillion, or I don't know what the fuck it is, whatever this new spending bill is. Uh, obviously taxing us isn't the problem. Spending might be a problem. Now I, I understand tough, right? that Biden's like, Hey, you know, don't worry. It's not going to cost anybody anything to give away all this money. But then why are you raising my taxes? <sighs> that doesn't make yeah. any sense. I feel like that's costing me, but I feel like if we didn't spend all this money, then we could lower everybody's corporate taxes and jobs would come back to America. Right. And if we didn't give so much freaking uh, free shit to people, maybe people would have to get off their ass and go to work. I'm just putting that out there. Mm-hmm. No, I'm wrong. I, I see Kevin. Makes sense, cringe a makes little sense bit, to right? me. No, I'm not going to cringe at all about that shit. I I feel like I I work half my life just to fucking pay taxes. I'm I'm a very anti-tax motherfucker. You're not going to get that, get that from me, man. Yeah. No, I, uh, it's bad when I look at my paycheck and I see the real number and then what I get. And you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't add up. You know, that's why everybody's so hard on that direct deposit now. Cause then you don't even look at the pay stub or whatever. You you just look at the final number. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's that's the thing, though. It's like, uh, you know, people talk about paying taxes, but you don't pay taxes. That money's gone before you even get your fucking check. Right. They, they exactly, take that yeah. shit. They, they take it. And that's the thing. People are like, well, you know, when I look at my tax return at the end of the year, but your tax return doesn't have Medicare, Medicaid, FICA, all that shit, right? It doesn't have mm-hmm. that on there. And we're not even going to talk about it. You're like, oh, well. You know, they take out a thousand dollars a month for freaking health care, you know, 700, you know, or maybe your employer pays half your health care and then they take four hundred dollars out of your health care, you know, out of your check a month for your family health care plan. All right. So what you guys aren't maybe grasping and and maybe you are, maybe everybody's just as mad as I am. But what you got to understand is that's a freaking tax. Because guess what? You're not using that much money in healthcare. That's a tax. That's because mm-hmm. you're covering everybody else. They call it insurance. But what it is, is we take money from everybody, put it in a big pool. And then it turns out when we say we take it from everybody, we really take it from a third of you. And then we give it back and spread it evenly amongst everybody else. That's a tax. Mm-hmm. Right. When you're paying for the healthcare for 70% of the population, that's a tax. Um, you know, we can call it different things and pretend. And when you realize how many times things are taxed before they actually get to you, like, so say I want to build a product, right? And I have to pay tax to get all my, you know, initial inventory. Mm-hmm. I put it together. I make something. I pay tax on that again. They pay tax on the raw materials. They pay tax. It adds up over and over again. And, yeah, no, you're getting screwed. That's the bottom line. You're getting screwed and it's not going to be good. 
uh, I would say get ready to embrace the suck, you know? Um, yeah. I was talking to a guy here, uh, here recently and he's telling me, yeah, and all the HVAC stuff's going up 12%. Uh, Heinz and Kraft just came out and said all their stuff's going up about 10%. You know, everywhere right. you go, everything's going up. We keep pretending there's no inflation. The spending three and a half trillion. And then Biden's solution is, oh, look, the food people are just being greedy and they're charging too much. Those bastard food producers. We're going to go in and regulate them so they can't charge you that much. Yeah. Guess what mm-hmm. happens when you regulate them and say, hey, you can't charge what it costs you to make that. What do you do? You say, fuck you. I'm not going to make that shit anymore. That's how right. that works. Um, and then guess That's what? You end in, up with uh, shortages. Right. You end up with shortages. And you're like, wait, why is there no food now? This doesn't make any sense. And this is why we've been preaching. You guys need to start growing your own shit. You guys need to have your own livestock. You need to prepare. You need to have a little long-term food set aside. And like I said, long-term food doesn't need to be 25-year shelf life. It means you need to have your pantries extended out. So you have the stuff you're using for the next month that's not going to go bad in a month. You know, that's good for a year or whatever. You have the extra supplies. So that way, guess what? You're ahead of inflation. You're, you know, moving ahead in the game. Buying now is, is buying on sale. Buying next right, month, exactly. Is, you're paying full price, and I mean it's funny because I'm like, oh, I got to get all these things because I won't be able to, you know, to buy them anymore. You know, they're going to be gone. And they're out of my price range. Shit is just going up and up and up, and it's crazy. We live in a wild world. I know you don't want to be preached at. You don't want me hearing it, but I feel like, you know, I, I think some of you listen to this show just because you can relate. You feel like, hey, nobody's talking about it and we're all pretending and we're living in this world where we just pretend everything's okay and nobody's screaming it from the rooftops. And it's just kind of nice to know there's somebody else out there who's like, yeah, you're not crazy. It, it is falling apart, you know, and that's the thing. Everyone's like, well, if we'd only voted for Trump, well, that's kind of ridiculous. Bottom line is it's, you know, it's, we're going to spend 7 trillion under Obama or we elect all re- or yeah, sorry, Biden, or we elect all Republicans and we spend 4 trillion. And guess what? We don't have any, we don't have any mm-hmm. extra money. That's the bottom line. So 4 trillion or 7 trillion. I mean, that that's, I, I tell my kids, and, and maybe I already preached this at you, but I tell my kids, look, if I make a hundred grand a year and I spend three million a year or seven million a year, doesn't really fucking matter because both are way more than I'm ever going to be able to repay. You know, I'm fucked right. either way. So I'm kind of like shit. The government ought to print, you know, ten trillion. You may as well at least pay off everybody's mortgage or something cool, you know. And that only seems fair to me. What are you going to do? The shit, you know, I don't even like talking about these topics because I get so fucking angry about it. But I mean, you're right. It is something that has to be, it is something that has to be discussed and talked about. And, you know, the fact of the matter is that, you know, things are getting more expensive. The grocery store is more expensive. Gas is more expensive. 
And, you know, we talk about prepping for disasters and, and apocalypse and all that sort of stuff. But this is prepping for real life. This is prepping for what's happening right now. So when we talk about prepping and we, we preach and we, you know, we, we get on soapboxes and, and yell about things like this, it's important. It's actually important because, you know, this is your family that you have to take care of and deal with these, you know, deal with these new situations that are happening every day. So now, what are you going to do? Let, let me take your blood pressure down a notch, just a notch. All right. Now, do you know William Shatner? TJ Hooker. I, um, I know. I know. Yeah. I know who Captain Kirk is. I believe he was I'm, on I'm, Star Trek. Um, yep. You know, all kinds of things. I never watched Star Trek. Not a fan. Sorry. I know I just lost like a third of our audience right there. But, <laughs> oh, um, I, I'm a big fan of the old Star Trek show. Yeah. The old, all right. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I do love me some Shatner. Well, turns out he's the oldest man to ever go into space. Um, so with 90 years old, is that what we're talking 90 about? 90 years old, Shatner? yeah. I think he is, 90. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just went up there in outer space. Um, so that's pretty freaking awesome. Uh, you know, the world does have some cool positive things going on. Uh, Starlink coming, all kinds of good shit going on out there. Uh, Starlink, yeah, you know, it's the internet for you uh, homesteaders out in the middle of nowhere. You're hoping to get some mm-hmm. internet that actually works. That'd be kind of cool. I just, I mean, I'm not saying you need to be on Facebook or any of that kind of nonsense. I'm just saying you need to be able to download the Survival and Basic Badass podcast. That's all. I'm That's saying. important. That's important. So, you guys may know that we have some pretty cool T-shirts and stuff available. Remember, we had that whole "Don't give them a fucking inch" thing going. You can get a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. You can let the government know that, hey, you know, maybe communism is wrong. Just saying, putting that out there. Um, you can get those at preppingbadass.com. Might be worth a look. That's all I'm saying. Um, you guys have any uh, show topics, things you care about, you want to hear about, you want to learn about, or maybe you just want to tell us that we're wrong, um, how we offended you, because who knows what. Maybe, uh, you know. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Kevin, how are we offending people today? All over the place, right? Uh, because I I think most people are offended because I said that... Radio edit. I, I didn't even recall so, you saying that, but... I just said it right um, now. So send your hate mail to preppingbadass at gmail.com. Uh, it's an ugly world we live in. That's all I'm saying. Um, and you can uh, leave reviews about the racist podcast... I'd rather you didn't probably, I don't need that kind of hate in my life, but uh, you know, whatever. (laughs) Anyway, uh, with that, stay safe. We'll talk to you guys next week. The survival and basic badass podcast is a proud member of the self-defense radio network. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight. Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm going to be high as a kite by then.
miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. It's lonely out in space. On such a timeless flight. It's gonna be. 